it took people hating on me, and I know we all think we have haters, but follow me, while I was at rock bottom for me to realize that I must be some type of popping ass, magical ass bitch worth hating. My name is Patrice, mental health therapist in training, and welcome to the podcast. You're in the right place if you're looking for a little raw honesty from someone who knows just a little something, but is forever humbled by the reality of still trying to figure it all out. Stay a while as I discuss, emphasis on curse, all things concerning navigating renewed and updated faith, healing trauma, and reconciling the randomness of life. Now, I can't guarantee that you're going to laugh, but as for me, I'm going to give it a little chuckle to get through the tough shit. At the end of the day, we are all trying to get good at life. Let's get to it. It was truly a wake-up call for me because how are you going to hate on somebody that's doing worse than you? Like, let me wipe my eyes, baby, because you're seeing something that clearly I'm not seeing. Like that white lady on the plane, I'm like, that motherfucker you think you see is not real. But clearly, like said white woman, I had myself messed up. Thus, I've taken a break from being cute, inspirational Patty on my platforms. And I've decided to really just give people something to be mad at. So when you see me fake modeling and smizing on the timeline, please continue to double tap and let me be. Some call it a villain era. The spiritual girls might say I've unlocked my dark feminine. Either way, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, because call it whatever you'd like, I am never leaving. Something I learned in a hard way this year is that people really do sniff out your insecurities enough to paralyze and control you with them. It's so important to be careful not to internalize everything someone suggests to you about yourself because they can very easily speak from a place of their own insecurity in a way that activates yours and get you to behave in a way that makes them feel more comfortable. I'm sure I don't have to reference all <clears throat> the celebrity happenings of women being publicly shamed by their partners and the subsequent ill-informed social media responses by people obviously losing their grip on any semblance of reality, trying to normalize said behaviors. But beyond romantic entanglements, I actually want you to think about how this shows up in other places as well. Because I think y'all or we tend to miss those hateful ass cues as well and it's wreaking havoc on our self-esteem and the overall quality of our lives to another level like y'all who have had enough weird relationship with platonic connections know that you've seen a why you wearing that situation go down between so-called homegirls before right or a why you dress like that inquiry which is hardly ever a conversation that ever needs to happen. And still, it be happening. Now, it's one thing, obviously, if it's like, girl, that don't go together. Let's, let's get this outfit to the next level. There's another thing if it's like, the bitch is clearly eating. And you're just kind of like, eh, I don't really like that. Anyway, 
People know that they can do that to you though, if they sense any crack in your resolve that would allow such a nonsense interaction into your orbit to actually be engaged, right? For me personally, I've learned that people wanna be in control of my it factor. That's been my lesson. Or at least have it be freely in service to them. Likely, there's a long list of people who know that you're the shit and that you are someone to be deferred to, but will rather torture you for it than, I don't know, something the freak else. Or even leave you alone. There's also the point of them knowing that your light brings warmth. There was a message preached at my church about the parable of the lamp. And one of the things that came out of that message was essentially like, your light illuminates um, like the room, like the things in the room. And if your light is dim, like the things won't be brought to light, the people won't get the light. And that, as opposed to thinking of personal light as something that you need for yourself, because I've always been like, I don't, I don't know what that is. I've had personal <laughs> things about that. I was like, I don't know what that is. But then I was like, oh, okay. Conceptualize this other way. I'm like, I've always had this light. Now I've let people dim it. I've dimmed it myself, whatever the case may be. But being a light is overwhelming. Like being a light is a responsibility. It's a lot. Always bringing light to things is just a, a burden. I wanted to say responsibility, but it had gotten to the point where it felt like a burden for me. However, and I'm working through that in this specific way, but in this instance, people know that your light brings warmth and that your energy is magnetic, moth to a flame type shit, you know? So much so that they are insanely attracted to it or attached to it, even if they don't fucking like you. And when I really sat with this, I was like, bitch, <laughs> I've never felt so validated by twisted shit like that in my entire life. So I'm not gonna spend as much time like listing out all the way that people are haters. That's not the intent of this, but I don't quite have the answers all the way figured out outside of just do you. But I do know that I've been feeling like the fuck out of myself lately. And I think that was the last missing piece in me activating my like authenticity gauntlet. I have an episode that I recorded on authenticity like a couple months ago that I've never dropped. I probably should just go ahead and get that scheduled. Thank you to everyone who responded to the poll that uh where i asked about which episode i wanted to drop first the help one or the authenticity one um i'm gonna go ahead and drop that authenticity one anyway but it you know just took a backseat to that last episode let me know what you think about that one anyway um my best most therapeutic answer is this you have to focus inward right there's a reason why your therapist doesn't send you off from a session with a homework assignment for your emotionally unavailable mom or your backstabbing cousin. Because besides more obvious clinical reasoning, simply nothing would get accomplished. So what I'm suggesting is a better answer, a better tool for managing those leachy and likely demoralizing relationships 
And that is just building up your capacity for and your practice of self-love. Not in this way, of course, that people try to peddle it as some like punishment for not being in a relationship, not being picked by somebody. That's not where we're going. A little deeper than that. Self-love is not just like, I don't got nobody right now, so I'm loving on myself. It's me and Jesus type shit. That's corny. Very, very fucking corny. That's not where we're going. But building your regard for self so high that perhaps the folks around you who might be taking advantage of you in a certain way or just not um, truthful in just how they uh, deal with you end up exposing themselves or full out removing themselves because they literally cannot stand to be around you. On the plus side, this will also help you attract people who genuinely love the authentic you and more. I'll talk more about that later. Alternately, self-work, self-love work will soon make it easier to spot when someone is actively nipping or just full on tearing away at your personhood. You'll know what it is when their words don't quite line up with the positive self-talk you actively practice right if you are in a place of loving on yourself you know bigging yourself up and somebody that's in your space is constantly saying something that's in contrast to the things that you feel about yourself positively that's going to repel you might just eventually get the ick completely from the undertones of hate and ass communication i feel like people like everything is fun and games until you realize you've missed a pattern of shade, a pattern of like of hate, right? That's what I want to pay attention to. Like, yeah, people love to, you know, cut ass. People love to, um, you know, joke and all of that stuff. But <laughs> the truth is often said in jest. Is that how that goes? Right. So anyway, not to get too deep on that. So basically, what have I been doing to build up my self-concept? I'm glad. Glad you asked. So what are some of the ways that I've been building up my self-concept lately? Um, we can start with social media since that's what I started off talking about. Um, people have all these conceptualizations of social media to make it seem like this very dry, bland, just like robot influence place. And that is in one sense true, obviously, but there are real people on social media with real feelings, real actions, moving parts for now. Um... And so human behavior can definitely be studied by social media use, right? Like it is basically real life being plastered into a context that kind of exaggerates um, things, but it's real. Why am I saying that? Because bitch, we all post for validation. The fuck? (laughs) Some of us are selling things. Some of us just want to keep in contact with our families great sure yeah uh-huh but also bitch i want somebody to tell me that i'm cute sometimes it's just a selfie because what was the reason for posting the selfie i'm cute today and you should know that i'm cute too and you should tell me 
again this might just be my leo moon talking but it is what it is so i have just started to like post what i like to see right not just or not even influenced by not that i have really done this but like oh i think they're gonna like this one right it's no i really like this one right i'm centering myself i really like this one i'm gonna post this one because i feel like this is me at my best put it out there now we know algorithms and all that make things wild cardy but when a wild card that was yeah um but then when you get that post that goes up or gets a lot of attention rather either way and it's something that you already fucking liked yeah I like that that's what I'm going for I want you to like the version of me that I like not a version of me that I'm trying to sell to you to like because then when you don't like that fake version I'm double mad and I think that's where a lot of us are right and you even see it sometimes with the people who fish for compliments saying shit like I don't want to pick on this girl but it was a girl who posted a TikTok. She was like, uh, she had on a, a dress and she was like, I don't like this dress. Dress looked great on her, right? Um, and yeah, that's relative, but for real, the dress looked great on her, right? And it was real form-fitting. She got a nice butt, like all the things. And she gave us all the angles and was like, I just don't like it. And some. If you wanted the validation for the dress, there was a different way to do that. Now, you can do whatever you want to do, but there was a different way to do that because what starts to happen is people will be able to pick up on all of those things and going back to the insecurities. I know that now you come on here fishing for X, Y, Z, so I can use that to write. No, 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 no. If you like the dresses and you just wanted to show somebody your body was banging today, my body is banging today fuck the humility and that's where i am so that's the first thing i'm doing um because the cheeks was out uh for me i I went to see beyonce i think i'm not doing a a bonus episode about that anyway the buddy the booty was out the buddy the booty was out per um the next thing is affirmations and I've been doing, I've been coming away from like a lot of things like I am, th- like you was kind, you was smart, you was important. That's great. That's level one for me. That was what I needed at the time. But now I'm in like the you deserve, right? To remind myself that the things I desire are things I deserve. And I deserve those things because I am worthy of those things by default. Even if I'm not smart, not kind, not important. I still deserve those things, but I am inherently those things because I deserve those things. I am inherently those things and I deserve what I want based on that inherent default amazingness. So I stopped trying to convince myself that I'm worthy of or I'm good in any like specific affirmation. No, we're going to go above that and focus on making sure that I reinforce that the worthiness is inherent, that by reinforcing that the things that I want are mine simply by my fabulous existence. And that's just that. No further questions. Because even when I've been at my best, 
even when I've been at my most fabulous, sometimes I'm like, I've been in spaces where I'm like, but I don't think I should do this. Or maybe this might be too much. And like this idea, for example, people are like, you don't earn rest. you Because you, you don't fucking earn rest. You need rest for your body to function. I've, I I got a psychology degree. Your Your body needs rest. Your brain needs rest. I deserve um related to the first point like adorning myself this is a quick one um to build up my self-concept right when you have a car you want that car to be pretty sometimes you bedazzle it you get that bitch washed like in my neighborhood if the dudes be out they be detailing the fuck out of cars right you take care of things that have aesthetic that you like and you want to be proud of your body yourself your person is not very is no different and so i've prioritized um adorning myself in a way that says i am proud of this body i am proud of this person and she deserves to look a certain way so i was also like you know thinking about when i think about like uh, keeping up with myself and shit like that I'm like if it's only gonna take some days you know how it'd be like oh you thought you was depressed but your hair just wasn't done right and some days I'd be like oh you know I just I don't know I've been feeling ugly lately like I just I don't know what's going on and then I sat with myself and I'm like if it's only gonna take my hair my hair being done my nails being done and my lashes being done Cause then like I'll go get those things done. I'm like, oh bitch, you was lying. You was you fine as fuck. Hair, nails, and lashes is the only thing I need for me to feel like the baddest bitch on the planet. I'ma do it. No shade, but people are getting surgery. People are bleaching out skin. Like there's all kind there's there's more drastic things I could be doing with my money, is the point that I'm making. Versus getting my lashes done. So, if I just need my, and hair done doesn't always have to mean, like, I'm buying a new wig. Sometimes it just means go, go in there and wash your head. Mm-hmm. Go wash it, and we'll do a new style this week. Yeah, yeah. That bun is looking a little crusty now. Right? So, if that's all I got to do, I'm going to do them. Now, I know the price of a haircut done going up. But y'all gonna have to invest in that fade if you know that it makes you feel like you're on top of the world. Like, get that retwist, baby. Just add it to the budget. It's a part of your upkeep. It's a part of you being able to be well. Like, we don't talk about these things because it's like, oh, it's vain. But is it really fucking vain, especially in an age of social media, in an age of appearances? And not just like for social media, for jobs and everything. They, they're they judging you when you walk into the door. People are not getting promotions because they wear sloppy suits. And stupid shit like that that we see on social media being posted by real people who are in charge of people's futures. Girl, get your fucking eyebrows microbladed. That's it. Get the, get the little black hairspray from your barber. Now tell him not to go too dark because... Some of y'all be dripping. But do what you got to do to look your best, to feel your best. Like, looking good is a part of feeling good. It just really fucking is. Huh? It just is. Anyway, on to something else. 
Um, another thing I did is I completely stopped engaging people who make me feel bad about myself for no fucking apparent reason. And this is the bingo from back when I was, what I was talking about earlier. Unless I did something wrong and I'm being called on it, there's absolutely no reason that random shit you say should make me want to second guess myself. If I have to explain myself to you because you don't quite vibe with an aspect of who I am, I need you to remove yourself or I will remove you. And it's taken me, I'm saying this real strong, but a lot of the things I talk about are things that I've learned, right? I failed at, I'm learning, right? So it's not like I'm like perfect at it, but you really have to think about it, it once it happens enough times you'll start to feel like something should be done i'll say that my engagement with a person is not a requirement and i will not shrink myself or change my being for that person to feel better in any room i'm in period if i have to dim my light in order for you to feel better in the room that I'm illuminating, I have a very, I have a simpler solution and you can leave the room. I believe it was Mona from Don't Call Me White Girl who was like, you know, it's when someone is jealous of you because of who you are as a person and not some shit you had that you could give them, that shit is dangerous because I can't give you my light. I can't give you my personality. I can't give you the fact that people fuck with me. I can't give you the fact that I'm good at what I do. I can't give you my skill. Shit, I've tried to do that in the past and that does not work. There's a, there's more to skill than just the skill itself. There's work ethic, there's dedication, there's all these mastery. Are you gonna practice? People who feel threatened by wherever you are. And again, I don't think of myself as like, the illest bitch in the history of the world. Like this is not a narcissistic diatribe. However, even with me feeling like there's nothing to be jealous of, there was something to be jealous of because someone is jealous jealous of it, or hateful of it, or feels slighted of it, slighted by it. And that in and of itself was enough for me to pay attention to what that's doing to me if they then act on it because listen jealous i don't know jealousy envy i'd be caught up on the um definitions i think envy is supposed to be like the littler one quote unquote but people always use envy as like the worst one because again we always do stuff like that we twist shit up all the time but feelings of like dang like i wish i was like that or like you know what i mean or those are normal again therapy therapists i would never demonize like negative feeling emotions are still emotions and they are valid it's the action of on action upon those emotions that starts to get you in fucking trouble and when you start to say things related to that jealousy that put a person down essentially because you don't have it and you're not them, or you feel small in the presence of it, that's an issue. So for me, 
those people can no longer be in my space. If 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 I sense any little bit of eaterism, you have to go. And to be honest, I'm gonna take this a step further. That shit is like literally dangerous, right? Um, insert trigger slash content warning here. But think about the girl in Mexico who is now went to Mexico with her friends and they came back without her and she is no longer living, right? It You can ignore shit like that. And I'm not saying that shit like that happened before. I don't know them. There's no context for that. But <laughs> I'd have trouble believing that there was no inkling of jealousy before that incident you can ignore it you can feel scared to call it out you can feel scared to end those relationships or alter them but they are dangerous and potentially deadly and it's not really an exaggeration we see it in popular culture we see it in movies all the time like people will plot because Emotions really drive behavior in this way, especially when we are disconnected from the connection of our emotions, our behavior, and oh, what's the other thing in CBT? Is it affect? Dang, I should know this, right? I don't like CBT, but that's not an excuse. Anyway, um, but I think for like men who are traditionally socialized like in patriarchy and stuff like that, and away from like feeling emotions and things like that i think it's a bigger problem for them for y'all because y'all will think that this detachment from emotion is like such an important part of having a better friendship than girls or just having a good friendship in general no drama is a good friendship and that's cool but then when your best friend pops up being the baby daddy of your girlfriend you're you're glitching (laughs) or like I've just seen some egregious violations in men's relationships with each other especially cis hetero men and all under the guise of oh we don't got no drama we figured it out and that's not really what happened so every time I've been with men in the presence of men where every time that one home, y'all know it happens to women too, but I think that the way men handle it sometimes is just not serving because then when shit go left, left, cause men also like a lot of the crimes, a lot of the violence between men is so much more fatal because of the, um, the level of violence that is used and the level of force that is used. Right? Like, Bitches might slap box, rip out some tracks. And I'm not, I don't have like statistics here. I'm talking about like this generalization of kind of what that we know does happen. Um, but like dudes might go grab the gun. And I feel like in men's relationships and that just ignoring, ignoring, ignoring. And then I've seen the blow up. I've been around a dude who I'm like, yo, your man don't like you. That dude don't like you. Oh, he been my nigga for for 25 years. I mean, great, but kindergarten wasn't really like a litmus test for a good friend. He don't like you. 
he talking shit about you every time I come around and that don't make sense that makes sense all right whatever so to wrap this up I'm getting I completely stopped I am in the process of stopping my engagement with people who make me feel bad about myself for no apparent reason if you can call it out and see if they'll give you a reason but yeah on the flip side of that I am regularly engaging with people who make me feel good it it's new for me in terms of me paying attention to how I feel in somebody's presence it's like this like intuition thing and letting like paying attention to my body's response you know going back to that thing about trauma and physical response things of that nature if I feel at peace, if I don't feel on edge or on guard around a person, that's a person I want to continue to engage, right? A lot of people, especially in my church, like speak life into me all the time. And I haven't even been attending for that long. I think I mentioned before, I think I started attending in December, right? And I feel like there are a lot of people there who genuinely, genuinely think I'm a dope person. That's amazing. That increase in being around people who genuinely just be like, you're dope. Not I love you, not I can't live without you. No, you're a great person. Like I've noticed X, Y, Z about you and that is really great to me versus you can never leave my life. Those are two completely different things and one is more legitimately validated than the other, especially for me at this point. So that goes into, again, prioritizing myself, loving on myself, meaning not just telling myself that I'm loved by myself, but making sure that I'm putting myself in situations to be loved and taken care of. If you don't love yourself, you'll let anybody fuck you. It's just the truth. A lot of it can come from, the context is important, yes. It comes from trauma, it comes from, you know, conditioning and all of that, and we know that. Not saying it's your fault, I'm not gonna say, it's definitely not my motherfucking fault. My trauma is not my fault. But now I'm at a place where, okay, I just don't wanna, I don't wanna live in the space of that trauma anymore because it attracts bullshit. So now I have to do something about it. And I had to be real about like, yes, I love myself, but I was not actively practicing that self-love because I was putting myself in situations sometimes that were just like. So when you look and feel good, the people will notice. And they've been noticing, child. But anyway, people like good vibes, right? Like, we all out here stressed. But I'm going to be very real with you, babe. No one wants to be reminded of that 24-7. The doom and gloom person is simply not a magnet to anybody but other people who wish to wallow in doom and gloom to the same degree. It's just the truth. People want to be depressed and outside. (laughs) Somebody got to bring the good vibe then, right? But more than that, when you feel good because you're comfortable in the fullness of self, 
you'll start to attract people who are attracted to you in whatever form you take when you are in that fullness, when you're the most authentic. And that will simply encourage you to stay in that space of authenticity and add some ease to that experience. Because it's not always easy to be your quote unquote authentic self. It just ain't. It's scary for many of us to live fully and truthfully who we are. But when people start coming around who validate that, you start to consider like what it might be like if you left that light on a little longer. So do the things that make you feel your best. If you have to do it alone, do it in secret, do it until you feel the change in your body, you can see the change in your face, because it's worth it. It's worth it to be around others who will make you feel good about you and vice versa. It's worth it to just be who and how you want to be versus constantly in every facet of your life having to perform something that you're not even that attached to. The best way to survive a world that is ever changing and harsh on the existence of free bodies is to free ourselves from within. Until next time.